an inside look at the restaurant industry and entrepreneurial insight to help you succeed. It's the Paper Trails Podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply. What's going on, guys? How are you? Welcome back to the Paper Trails Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Caligari-Mitros, and I am pumped to have you guys plugging in, watching either via YouTube or listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We are excited. We got another guest for you, episode 28. And I'm telling you, hey, we're coming. We're coming. Paper Trails is going to be put on the map in 2021 because we know that you guys love sharing our content and liking and, and you know making sure the algorithms are on our side. And so anyway, we have some new friends to me, new friends, and uh, this is a special episode. This is the first ever episode where we got some entrepreneurs, not in the food space, but entrepreneurs nonetheless, that are going to share and hang with us and talk about business and, and transitioning from maybe having a day job into owning their own company and starting from scratch and um, just everything, all that it entails to do that. The anxiety, the worries, the stress, the debt, X, Y, Z, the liabilities. Because when you sign that paper to lease an office, ladies and gentlemen, you are responsible for that, right? And so, you know, you can't right. back out halfway. Yep. So um, anyway, I'm excited, super pumped to, to have the guys, um, you know, on the podcast. We got Brad and Fernando. And so, uh, boys, if you want to maybe just kind of a little soft intro, maybe give us name and um, maybe um, maybe kind of where you're from, just a little soft intro, then we'll, we'll kind of get into the meat of everything. Yeah, man. I'm Brad Lawson. I am the president of Prime Line Capital. We're a mortgage broker, and I'm from Pennsylvania, but moved down here 2012. So I've been about nine years and uh, just been in the mortgage game ever since, but uh, it's been pretty awesome. Here's, thank now here's, you, thank hey, you very much for having us. 100%. Now, here's the real question. Have you had... Have you had biscuits yet? Biscuit? I don't mess with biscuits. No, nah, you don't mess with. <laughs> no, it's, no, no. It's still bagels. <laughs> still bagels. Okay, so you're still, you're you're still a northerner. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So that that Pennsylvania is still at heart. So I'm just messing with you. All right, Fernando. Yeah, yeah. No, Fernando Scaffi. I'm also co-owner of uh, Prime Line Capital. I actually grew up in D.C. I was born in Peru. Okay. Uh, but grew up in the D.C. area, right outside of uh, uh, right there in Fairfax, Virginia. Cool. Ended up moving down to Charlotte, going to the UNC Charlotte. Okay. Did uh, undergrad, graduate school there, did real estate for a little while, and then ended up doing uh, doing mortgages. mortgages. So, you guys, uh, you guys both came down here for school. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, how did, Brad, how did you how did you find a high point? I just had this weird thing in my head the entire time that I was growing up. Like North Carolina is the place that I want to be. Hey. Never even been in North Carolina. <laughs> really, just never side, been. Never been, and came down visited the school. You see that school, man? It's like a resort. So uh, it was a pretty easy decision on my part to uh, make the move and came down there. And then it also like rarely snows unlike Pennsylvania, right? Bro, the weather is so much better. I can't even go up there anymore. It, it really is. I mean, like not that we're like a North Carolina travel agency here. We're trying to recruit you to North Carolina, but it, it, it honestly, it, it is a good spot. I mean, I, you know, I mean, mountains, you want to, you, I mean, you got the beach, you got all seasons. I mean, it might occasionally get cold enough and snow, right? It's, it's warm. The weather's so much better. The people are so much better, man. It's a people young, are nice. fun city. Yeah, exactly. It really it's young, is. young, clean. Man, I go home after, like, living here for nine years, and I'm looking at the houses that I grew up with thinking they were normal, man, and it just looks run down, old, blue collar, and that's, like, it's so crazy how nice this city is, and people don't appreciate it because we just live here. Amen. Amen. I, uh, I definitely believe that. So, so you guys have a mortgage company. Mortgage brokers, Yep. let's do this. Let's start at ground zero. Somebody's listening to this that uh, has no idea 
what you guys do, right? I mean, let's, what is a mortgage? What, uh, what are mortgage brokers? You know, do you have to be a bank to, I mean, what, what, you know, let's, let's do kind of a little background on kind of what you guys do and then yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll kind of dive into how you guys even started everything. Definitely. The, uh, so definitely don't think bank, right? We are not a stuffy bank. We are prime line capital. We're a mortgage broker. So mortgage broker is, uh, we do, we help people with either refinancing their mortgages or buying new homes, right? So any kind of financing on real estate, we can help you with, uh, whether it's to lower your interest rate, to take cash out, to buy a house, that's what we do. Uh, the advantage of being a mortgage broker is something that we learned recently after working at our previous employer, which was a, a direct lender. A mortgage broker, we have access to all different kinds of lenders. So think gotcha. major lenders like Quicken Loans, Loan Depot, Freedom Mortgage, United Guarantee. We work with over 10 of the top lenders in the country. Gotcha. We get access to their interest rates. We get access to their funding. And so we can provide a lot more programs and a lot more products for our customers, better interest rates. And one of the beautiful things about our business models, we get paid by the lenders. So it saves our customers a lot of money as well. So. There you go. Okay, so essentially if somebody doesn't have the money to buy a house cash, they have to get a mortgage, right, to actually help pay. And, you know, then there's obviously, you know, stipulations and criteria, you know, depending on credit and your history financially, as far as, you know, how responsible have you been with XYZ car payment, credit cards, all that. They'll find you guys. You guys can shop around, get the best deal for the client. And um, or let's say they have a house already. Right. And they want to refinance and, you know, potentially lower their interest rate. They call you guys. That's right. Right. And so, you know, talk, talk mortgage to me. Right. You know, <laughs> just like the T-shirt says. But um but cool. All right. So how did we even get here? How Now, you guys have had the business for a couple of years? Yeah, it's been, uh, I mean, actually on uh, Saturday is going to be two years. That's awesome. That's awesome. I yeah. love that. So how did this even, like, how did this even start? How did you, now you, you guys were in the, in the industry already? Yep. So, so basically, okay. we were in the industry. We were working for a great lender, great company. Okay. Um, you know, we really, we really enjoyed our time there. In fact, I spent, what, seven and a half years, I think, you were close to four and in our industry. Oh, so you were there for a, a little while. Yeah. In our industry, the way that people flip flop and, and change companies is, is, I mean, it's pretty rampant. Why is that? Just curious. Grass is greener. Just that, right? Yeah. Just gra- they, they think if, if I go to Joe Schmo's mortgage company next door that, you know, I'll, I'll make more money a lot easier than I do here. That's hundred percent spot on. Interesting. Spot. Interesting how people are the same. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So, so, so you're, you're, you're with a company for years. You like it there. It is what it is. You're learning. You're getting your feet wet. You're gaining a foundation, right? Of the industry. Yeah. No, there, there were, I mean, we got, we got great training. So we, we grew up in the game. It was a great culture. There was some corporate changes that happened, you know, maybe some things that we weren't happy about. Sure. Our careers weren't advancing the way that we wanted it to. Okay. Um, and, you know, he, he actually, he parted ways with the company a little bit before I did. And, um, thereafter, shortly thereafter we linked up and I mean, basically said, Hey, why don't we, why don't we look into something on our own? Yeah. He's kind of yeah. got a better rendition. So of it. the, uh, it's funny cause my, my background's in sales. I was director of sales at Red Ventures, a big company here in yep. Charlotte. Yep. But, um, I, so I always did tons of sales trainings and when I was at Wyndham, I, started helping train a lot of loan officers as well. Sure. What's funny is Brad was actually my manager back then. Okay. And so I started doing a lot of sales trainings and started realizing the impact you can make with giving the right kind of training. And so I left to start my own consulting company. So I was okay. going to go approach mortgage companies. I actually did some stuff for some of the, the big 
companies around here. Sure. And when I was when I left the company, somebody told me, Fernando, why are you going to train other companies to sell when you can train your own? So you people. So you you never even thought about doing having your own mortgage company. Not at all. Now, did you think about owning a business period? Like, did you ever thought, think about doing your own thing? I will. My version of owning my own business was going to be consulting. Okay. Right? And just going out on my own. And then when this person brought this up to me, I you know, thought it over. I talked to a bunch of people. I talked to my dad and he said, Fernando, yeah, why work for yourself when you can replicate yourself? Right. And so that hit home and I immediately you know, reached out to Brad because he was my manager. We worked so well together, phenomenal leadership. And the synergies were just so strong that we ended up just saying, yeah, he ended up leaving, you know, and we started the company. And that's where we started strategizing. And we just knew we had all the right moving parts between him and I, where if we build the right foundation, sure. we can take this. There's no limits. Okay, question. So, so you knew you were leaving to do consulting, yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like that was I, your, I, I quit. I was in negotiations with the, our employer to do consulting for them. Okay. But as an employee, you have no leverage. Gotcha. Right. And so ended up leaving to do it and pursue my own thing. And that is so, your leverage. Yeah. That's, that's my leverage right there. <laughs> okay. So, so were you nervous at all? Were you anxious? Like what? Oh, I, I had a little bit of savings, right. And I had no idea where my next paycheck was going to be coming from. I knew I had a certain amount of time that my savings were going to last me. Sure. And so it was burn the bridge or burn the ships, you know, literally jump. And at the end of the day, yeah, I can make it anywhere. Right. It, like, and you got to have that kind of confidence in yourself and, mm. um, to do it. But that was me saying, you know what? I've, I've had it with the corporate. I've, yeah taken and I've learned so much. I loved the company that I worked for. Sure. I've loved all the previous companies I've worked yeah, for yeah, because yeah. Of I, I've learned so much from them. But that was the point where I had built up enough confidence myself to say, you know what, let's do it. Whatever happens, happens, but I'm going to work. I'm not going to let myself fail. And yeah. here we are, surround yourself with the right people. And You know, it's interesting. Uh, this past weekend, I was uh, I was in an event, in, um, like a leadership event, and uh, one of the keynote speakers said that the two things that you need to win is number one, people skills, number two, confidence. And you gain those two wow. things by just grinding. By just by just doing mm -hmm. work, you will actually become confident and and become competent in what you're doing, right? And then if you're able to, you know, become, I don't want to say a chameleon, but like if you can relate to people and, you know, talk to them and put yourself in their shoes and understand and relate and have empathy and you can win with, with, yeah. with those two fundamental basic basic building blocks and so I doubt. um so brad so you so so what fernando just hits you up out of nowhere and is like like how 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 did this i mean well first off isn't it so I knew he he was getting ready to branch off and do his own thing he'd been really? aching for it as well so how did how, how did your how did your uh like what was your thought process right there towards the end you're like you know what i've been here seven years i've learned the industry i like you know doing the mortgage thing but I'm just not fulfilled or satisfied here. Like how, like, you know, what were you thinking? Yeah. So there was some corporate changes, as I mentioned before, and that's, that's a, a little code word for, I went backwards and mm. that's not to say that, you know, whether I deserved it or not, that's fine. But, um, I, I was almost forced to, to sacrifice my own position and everything that I had gotten to for the company. Yeah. Knowing that I would probably never be repaid for that sacrifice. Sure. And, um, you know, th that kind of 
it, it wasn't an ideal way to go out. And not that, not that I have any hard feelings, still get along with every single person over there. Good. Um, but it was just my time. It yeah. was my time to roll. I, I moved on and, um, yeah. So we ended up linking up one evening, yep. um, kind of just sparked the thought. Do you remember that evening? Like, do you I, re- I remember it vividly. So clearly. How'd it go down? Like, I want to, I want to know like what, like, had you already left yet or not yet? Uh, I had not left yet. Okay. So you're still there. You guys linked up and like, what was it like, yo, let's do this. Like how, how, how did it go down? It was pretty much like, okay, what are the next steps? How, it, what, what's my exit strategy? So you guys were ready. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, and the cool thing you learn about Brad very quickly is true executive, right? Like he sees the options and makes a decision and that's exactly what he did on that moment. It was no, it was no selling. There was no convincing. It was yeah. like, this makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Let's I, go. I heard a long time ago, I may have read it in a book, but I heard make a decision once and then just stick with it. That's it. Yeah. Make it quick. I mean, leaders make decisions quick and then make that decision right. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't even care if it's right. I just want to be certain in whatever decision I'm making and, and go all in on that. Yeah. I don't I don't want the wavering or the hesitation to say, like, am I doing the right thing? Like, no, I decided I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I might fall flat on my face, but we're going for it. Stand back up. Try again. I love that, man. I love that. Well, I mean, they, they always say at the end of someone's life, it's not uh, they regret the things that they didn't do, not what they did and failed at. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know what? Yo, even if you did fail, which you guys aren't and you're not, you know, but if you did, yo, at least you did it on your terms, man. Yeah. Right? No doubt. Yeah. That's, so. a, that's something we tell our, our employees all the time is everyone on our team is, look, you come in here, you're coming into an industry you might not know anything about. Yeah. Right? Doesn't matter. Yep. Fail fast, fail forward. We mm-hmm. got that from somebody at our, at our last company and yeah. just stuck with me. It's like fail fast, fail forward. The faster you fail, the faster you learn, the faster you can progress and keep growing. I love that. I love that. Okay. Now, how about this? Talk a little bit about the chemistry between you guys. You said that you guys just worked well together from the get. You know, a lot of times partnership, sometimes that doesn't happen. And it unfortunately ends in like the the, the destruction of a good idea or a good company. Um, talk about that, man. Is that something that like you guys have to work on? Is that something like you just personalities just click? And is that, I mean, like, I don't know, like if someone, if someone's out here and they want to start, doesn't matter on dry cleaners, right? Or a, you know, does anything. Um, in my opinion, I think it's important to find the right partner. You have to find the right yep. partner. And I mean, even I've been super blessed with my business partner, my cousin, um, which they say never get a business with your family. But um, I, I disagree. I mean, I think you can if you do it right. And there's respect amongst each other. And, you know, um, and egos aren't involved at, at you know, uh, it's not bad to have a healthy ego, but, you know, egos aren't involved in a bad way. But Speak on that. Like, how was it like being having a business partner? Well, just kind of like you, we didn't we didn't just come together to form the business. We had already worked together for what, like three or four years. Nice. So, so we had already had that like established respect for one another. That's awesome. We already had that established like the way that we work with one another. Yeah. So, so we didn't really start I mean, from zero. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, but. I, I don't even remember the initial question, but we, just, just, just being in partnership. How is that? Like, how yeah. is it? I mean, there is, there is really, um, I mean, because we have the roles that we have laid out, he expects me to do what I'm supposed to do. And I expect him to do what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. He takes on that role. I take on mine. And then there's checks and balances. No doubt. It's never going to be perfect. Yep. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's been a great partnership between yeah. I couldn't ask for anybody 
better. Awesome. Yeah. Fredo, your perspective? I, I think the thing that both of y'all hit on, right, when you said respect, the mutual respect, mm. I think there's, there's two big things that make us work so well together. Yep. One is the mutual respect. He is a leader, and you know, I was one of the top loan officers at the company, right? And he knew how to lead me and manage me and, you know, when to motivate me and when to let me do my own thing. And so the leadership that I saw him, just extreme respect on, on that side. Um, the other side of it is the synergies, right? Like what I'm not good at, he's very good at, mm. right? And I feel certain roles that, you know, he – might not want to excel at or might not even want to take on. And so yeah. it's just that there's synergies and mutual respect. And um, I think that's one of the things that makes us work so well together is I think there's a big mutual admiration for each other. I love that. I love that. And so, you know, whoever's listening to this, if you guys are looking to, to, to which, I mean, give me your thoughts on this. Cause I have my own thoughts on like starting a business solo, being a solopreneur or actually having a business partner. You guys prefer having a partner? 100%. I would say yes. I, I haven't tried it any other way, but there's no way that I could see going back in this journey and doing it by myself. I a thousand percent agree. There's no way that I could run our paper company by myself. I can't do it. There's there's too much to do. There's too many angles of the business. You know, I mean, in, in, in our industry, I'm in charge of sales and growing the company. And like, that's the expectation my cousin has for me. If we're not growing, that's my fault. That's my fault. I'm not holding my... Uh, 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 employees and and peers because I'm a sales rep just like them, right? You know, I picked up a new customer today for tomorrow's delivery. I mean, I I'm I am in the game. I'm not I'm not doing it. I'm not telling you to do something I'm not doing myself, right? And then vice versa. You know, he handles all you know routing and trucks and operations and employees and the warehouse and headquarters and all that. So um, a thousand percent, I agree. I there's no way there uh, actually there's no way I could even do it. There's just too much to do. I mean, I, I don't know much about mortgage like what you guys do but i just know on this side i don't say it's impossible but it it would be very difficult to find somebody that would take the responsibility like an owner would and do all that stuff yep. right agreed and i think part of the uh, one of the biggest things for me is cutting the learning curve right cutting every curve you possibly can and with two people equally invested and like aiming for the same thing right like when yeah. we meet Early morning Tuesday meetings, first things you say, where are we at? Where are we going? Mm. What's the vision? I like right? that. And it's the same thing every single time, every single week. So that we know we're aiming for the same thing. What's the number one thing on our priorities right now? Right? Right now it's build leaders. Yeah. Right? We're trying to set the foundation. And so just having that vision and in that synergy is extremely important. That's awesome. Because you guys meet every Tuesday morning? Yeah. This morning. I love that. 7 a.m. I love that. I love that. That's good because it's constant communication, right? You guys, there's, you know, I always say you can never over communicate. You can always under, you can never over communicate. I don't care if you think I already know what you're thinking. Go ahead and say it again. Right. Yep. And so I love that. Um, cool. I like that. Now, now let's, let's do this. Let's, let's transition into a different part of starting your business. If somebody would want to start a company, what do you think maybe it's, there's some good things that you guys did and maybe some things that maybe you wish you'd, you'd done better? You know, I know, I know off air we discussed that, you know, as far as things that I think I could have done better pre-starting a company, which there's pros and cons to everything, right? I mean, there's, you know, yes, I wish I would have worked for a company, but then I, you know, wouldn't maybe have learned as much or maybe I would, I would have gotten comfortable. I mean, these are all things that we talked off air, but I don't know, if, if someone wants to start a business and they're, you know, 30, 35 years old and they've been with the company and they're a good employee, they're good. They're good. They're maybe they're in management. I don't know. What are some things that they should think about 
before leaving their nine to five? Or what are things they can do to prepare to maybe leave? I don't know. I think, I think that's probably the most important part is the preparation, right? And you don't prepare a month before leaving your company. You prepare throughout your entire career. Mm. And this goes to anybody that's thinking about starting a company or anybody that just started their career and just hit a new position, right? So as you're going through your career, as you're going through different companies, always be observing, mm. right, with an eye for opportunity. So look for opportunities and everything that you see. Yeah. You know, there's no reason to start your own company and have to make the same mistakes that the previous company made. Amen. So if you can constantly be analyzing what's going really well at what at where I'm working at, what could be better, that's exactly what is going to help you prepare for eventually when you're not even expecting to start a company to be way more prepared than just 30 days of, okay, now it's, I want to start a company. Now let me start preparing. Mm. I mean, double down on that. It's like going about your, your day, every single day intentional. If you, if you have an entrepreneurial mindset, you got to be intentional about the way you handle your business on a day-to-day basis. And that's for years and years and years. But the moment that you're ready to make that jump, like make it, don't, don't be hesitant. Don't like think about it or overthink it or think about failing. Like like you said earlier, it's, you're not going to regret making that jump. You're going to regret not making that yep. jump. Mm. So take this, the step. And that, that's the most important part. I love that. I think I was listening to a, um, a Jocko Willing podcast. Yeah. You guys know Jocko? Yeah. Dude, this guy's a beast, bro. If you guys don't know, just go follow him. But he talked about, I think, I don't, I don't remember where it was, but he said something to the effect of like, if you're about to take control of a house like you know when he was in you know he's you know Jocko Willink if you guys don't know is a Navy SEAL and you know he was in uh, Iraq and uh, Ramadi you know back in 0405 and um he said like if you're gonna break into the, a, a house you know like bust the door down and what like just break in like you know like don't don't you know carefully slowly open I mean if you're gonna do it do it do it. I mean, and whatever happens, happens. He's like, you know, at least I know I'm going in a thousand percent. You know what I mean? Commit. Um, and so I love that. I love that. And so, um, gosh, I was gonna say something else with the Fernando that you were talking about anyway. All right. So I like that. So, you know, it's, um, it's good. It's good. So pr- preparation, it's not, you're not flying. Oh, oh, here's what I was going to say. You know, you said even, you know, it, it may be years that you're kind of preparing. My suggestion is just be strategic, just plan. I mean, you may be 22 years old, 23 years old, and, you know, maybe working in social media marketing or something like that, and you haven't even thought about running your own business, but maybe, I don't know, maybe it would be cool to do in the future. Okay, we'll start preparing like you would when you're 30, 32, 35, and start taking advantage of every training opportunity you can at your current company. They're paying you to learn. They're paying you to train, right? 100%. You should probably be the one answering this question, coming out of college and going straight into it. I'm sure there wasn't too much preparation or ability to to get that experience. Honestly, there wasn't. It was more kind of your style, what you said. I mean, we just jumped in. We literally just jumped in with both feet and we're like, all right, like, like, what are we doing right now? Like, what, like, what, the, okay, the next step is sales. Like, okay, we have to, I've always heard that you can mess up and make mistakes, but as long as you have sales, the problem will get fixed. Like, you know, you can, you can learn along the way. Um, but, um, but I like that. I like that. Just, you know, just going out there and, 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 and working and hustling and being strategic about stuff. Yeah. Or, or how about this? Listen, listen. I know we're talking about owning your own company. Maybe that's not even you. Maybe you'll be a better number six in a company. 
and 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 you're more of an entrepreneur where you're there to you know support what is it Steve Ballmer the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers I, th I think he was with Microsoft yeah, is that right that's correct uh, yeah he never owned Microsoft that was Bill Gates like that was his company but because he was a good number six or number four or number eleven yeah he's a billionaire today okay all right so you know maybe you don't have that entrepreneurial like well, dang, I'm not like Fernando. Like, look at this guy. He's so smooth and he's a sales guy. And he's, okay, cool. Maybe we don't need for another Fernando. We need you. Like, be you, right? And you could be a coach, a mentor. You could be a, a, a lead within the, the company, right? There's a lot, there's, you know, throwing a business, you guys are figuring out, like, you got to have people. Like, you got to have good people. That's the other part of it is surround yourself with the people that are going to help elevate you. Preach. Right? Yep. Brad, what are your thoughts on that? On, on, I mean... I mean, you, you hit two things there, but um, yeah, getting the right people in the room, that has been huge for us. And the other thing is is being ourselves. We want everybody within our company to be themselves. We don't want them to, um, you know, try to play the role yeah. that, that they're not meant to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want them to, to be themselves and fit in in the way that they're supposed to and feel comfortable doing so. Um, but going back to the people thing, that is the number one thing. Now, you guys are up to 18. We went from two dudes in a, in an office, right. To, uh, I, I guess we're at like 40, 47 employees today. Dang. That's so, awesome. So two years. So, you know, one of our biggest challenges has actually been to build leaders mm. that are going to be able to be like the standard bearers. And Hey, we, we don't want to use the word manager necessarily, yep, but, yep. but, um, you know, the leaders <clears throat> that are going to show our people the right way and help our people, um, continue to grow and, and the company, function as a successful operation. So that's been, that's been one of the challenges, but also one of the, the best parts of it. hundred percent. I mean, and that's, and that's a learning. I mean, listen, there's no school for ownership or CEO, right? Like you, you just kind of learn, right? Like you just learn how to build a company yeah. and, you know, create new positions. And oh, I think we need to have somebody in charge of, uh, you know, marketing or promotion. And so, you know, let's, let's hire this, this person to help us, you know, get our name out here. You know what I mean? Uh, shout out to Courtney over here. She's the one who linked us up. So yeah, Courtney. Shout out Courtney. <laughs> yeah, so, but, uh, <laughs> no, but anyway, I mean, our, our, until like six months ago, our org chart was like a horizontal line, man. We, we just didn't have that. It was, it was me and Fernando at the top and, you know, 20 people coming to us and, and that's just not going to fly. We can do it with a couple people, but as it's been growing, we, we, you can't we just, scale like that. Yeah, like you're realizing exactly. you can't scale we like that. We need the support and, and our people need the support. And that's why you hear our focus right now, build leaders to make sure nobody gets left behind. And, and here's other, another thing to think about, right? You know, um, you can want somebody to be a leader, but they have to decide to do like, I mean, I, I've always heard responsibility is not given. It's always taken. Like you will start seeing, did you see that? You see what, uh, you know, Frankie did over there. You know, he, he's the last one to leave in here. Do you see, he's the one that turned the lights off. He's the one that, that, that checked the, you know, the, the, the thermostat, you know, like, look at him. He's the one, he's the one sweeping. I don't ask him to sweep. Okay. Interesting. Right. It's just, it's mental notes. You're just like, okay, cool. All right, Frank, I see mm -hmm. you brother. You know? Um, so anything you guys have learned about that, maybe team building in the last couple of years. I mean, if, if somebody wants to build a team around them, is there anything that you guys uh, have learned from hiring or building a team or personalities or, you know, or, or how about culture? Something about culture. I mean, listen, you, you guys said you guys are playing Avicii, you know, every Friday yeah. or something <laughs> like that. And I'm like, yo, I may stop by on Friday and see what's going on here. But I don't know. What, what's, what's that about team building culture environment? So I would say number one is we, we set the culture. We set the tone for every single person that walks <laughs> in there. And so 
from day one, like we we did hire some great, great people to be on our team sure. early on. Sure. Um, but we would would set that culture. We would we would create the vibes within our office and then they took it and ran with it. Mm. And so so at this point, I mean, we still look at ourselves as a startup. So even if we do have 47, the 48th person that's coming on our team is still a part of building our culture and our identity and who we are. 100%. So we want to make sure that they're coming into a culture that they that they want to lift up, that they want to like elevate as opposed to, you know, walking in and being unsure or un, unsettled. Yeah. We want to make sure that that people are are looking to lift our entire organization up. Right. I'm, I'm not going to go with one of these cliche sayings that you guys keep doing, but <laughs> rising, <laughs> rising tide raises all ships. Right? There you go. Yeah. You're, you're in the crowd now. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but, but essentially the whole thing is, okay, well, you're now a part of this environment. So yeah. if this environment is, is lagging, you're also responsible for that. And if this environment is out of control and awesome, you are responsible for that. You, you get the credit for that. So, I mean, just passing that along, we hired some really great standard bearers that that literally we did not have to do anything else. We hired more people on, and, and they just took the reins, and they passed that culture down, um, and, and it's great to see it still happening today. Yeah. The, uh, the funny thing is, so last year – we went and visited Quicken Loans, okay. and we were talking to... Visited? Like, what do you mean? Uh, so we went up, and uh, we did a podcast with them, and we, you know, they, they brought us up to kind of tour their whole place up in you Detroit. You get to work with them? Yeah, yeah. They're one of our partners, so okay. they're, they're one of our lender and cool, lending cool. partners. All right. And so uh, we met with, uh, was it Bob? Bob Walters. Bob Walters, uh, one of the executives up there, and he was talking about just growth and how we need to grow and scale and grow and scale. And we mentioned that we are being very intentional and yeah, we probably gave up a good amount of revenue and profit by not just hiring anybody and letting anybody into the company. Sure. But the, the conversations that we have on Tuesdays is all about our people, Mm. right? And that culture, and that is a big part of our meetings and we weren't going to compromise that just to get anybody in those doors to sell loans because the market's so hot. Yeah. And if we maintain that strategy, I think we're going to build something way better that is going to be much more long-term. And, you know, whether we gave up some profit up front, we're going to make it up on the back end. So, so you guys, you guys talk about culture up front with, with all of your hires and all that stuff. Day one. It's like a 30 to 45 minute discussion. Day one. First minute that they're there. Do you guys guys talk about it before you hire them? During the interview process, yes. And then everybody that we hire goes through 30, 45-minute conversation with Brad and I. And it's just laying down, here are the expectations. You're here because – and we're looking for greatness, right? To to become great, you surround yourself with greatness. That's what we set as the expectation during the interview process. Mm -hmm. And it's just reinstated – when you come on first day, make sure nothing fell through the cracks. But we look to do so many different things to to keep reinforcing the culture. Like being at home during COVID, I mean, that's that's one of the tougher things where you just start a job, you're isolated by yourself. Maybe the communication that you have is with five other people that you've never really met before. Yeah. And and it's really hard to build to, camaraderie. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, you know, just doing whatever we can to have some type of team outings, even, even through, you know, all the, the 
you know, shutdowns and stuff yeah. like that, but working to get our people together so that they know each other. So you guys intentionally know. did that? I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we did it. We did it carefully. If that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, of course, like yeah, uh, we was. You were, you were in a bubble with, you yeah. know, six feet. Yeah, okay, yeah, I, I understand. Course, I get it. I get it. I understand. But, but no, that, w- that was super important to us 100%. to make sure that, that our people know each other and, and we continue to do these things out of office to try and get everybody together because that camaraderie goes so far. You go and work so much harder for somebody that you, you actually care about as opposed to somebody that's, that's more or less, a, you know, on the other side of a computer, you know, a robot. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, of – getting together, talking, you know, rubbing shoulders. I mean, listen, you're working from home is cool, but there's something about, man, the relationship building with a fellow co-worker, a peer, that you know what, like, they can help each other through some difficult times that maybe they just they just don't want to or feel comfortable going to a boss and talking about, hey, man, I'm just, I'm struggling doing this. And, you know, if you have the right people and you have the right culture, they can talk amongst each amongst themselves and help each other and support each other and be there. You know what I'm saying? And so, and like that you can only do with camaraderie, right? Like you're not going to go up to a stranger, you know, coworker and be like, yo bro, I don't know you, but uh, listen, life sucks right now. You know what I mean? Or whatever, whatever they're saying. Yeah. And the beautiful thing, we've seen it come to fruition. Like when we have these new training classes, they create their own text groups, teams, mm. you know, group chats, and they're helping each other out. They're asking each other questions. They don't mm-hmm. get us involved. And so it's fun to watch when you put a lot of people together that have the same goals, same vision, same ambition, right? They will help each other and lift each other up. I love it's that. Fun to watch. I love that. So, yeah. I mean, so it sounds like culture, you know, prime line's freaking crushing it, right? We're having fun. <laughs> Which is <laughs> important too, right? Actually, having, actually having, having a little bit of fun and it's not, you know, drudgery to go, to, go to work. Absolutely, man. It, it's it like I love going to work every day. I don't I don't know how many people can say that, but that that's what Prime Line has given me. Now, granted, we may have we may have put in some work to get to that point. Sure, but I I love walking into to the office every single day. Love it's, it. It's incredible. Love it. All right. So what are uh, let's do this. What are what are some tell us some stories early on two years ago. What are some hiccups? What are some some funny? You guys have anything like funny hilarious? I'll, I'll tell you one that my cousin and I used to have. So. You know, whenever we first started the business and we had like three customers, my dad's restaurants, <laughs> um, you know, uh, I mean, there wasn't enough work to just do for five days. I mean, we just, there wasn't enough stuff to do. I mean, yeah, I would go out there and prospect and try to work, but, you know, we had a route and try to build that route. And I would, you know, it would be on Tuesdays in Salisbury. Okay, well, Mondays I would, you know, make the calls and get all those orders. And then Tuesday we would deliver them. And then Wednesday, you know, we would, you know, I'd go prospect some more in that area to build up for the next week. Cause you know, usually they order once a week, the restaurants do well, you know, I mean, here's a funny story that we, we used to do. And I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast. Maybe I have, but we used to, you know, if the orders were light on Monday, you know, cause we would get the orders, you know, by phone or go get them in person. And then we'd pull the orders and load the truck up. And then Tuesday we'd come and, you know, deliver them. Well, sometimes it was, it was just slow. And so we would have movie Mondays. And we would just watch a movie at the office. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, you know, so when I tell you guys we were 21 and 18, 20, yeah, like we, I didn't know. I mean, listen, I knew we had to go grow, but I didn't know, like, what, what does that mean? Like, what do I need to be, do? like, no, I had nobody to coach me. And, and, you know, having restaurants, like, like my parents and starting a distribution company is a lot different. You know, even, even the investment is different. You know what I mean? I mean, a restaurant is very heavy upfront capital, right? But then you open the doors and cash starts coming in and you can start paying stuff off. Okay. 
Over here, uh, it's kind of low capital. I mean, all you need is kind of product and a, a warehouse, you just some, some rent and then some way of delivering it, a van or a small truck. So it's very low capital, but, you know, the profit margin is small in every delivery. And, you know, so anyway, is there anything funny or like anything that like maybe nobody knows about that is like something or like a mistake or I don't know. Is there anything that, you know, you can shed some light on the early years of, you I, know. I think something challenging, um, not necessarily a funny story, but sure, sure. something that we learned from, sure, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And you got to pivot. So when, uh, so this happened maybe May of last year. Okay. Um, obviously interest rates right now, mortgages are ridiculously low. So yeah. business is good. Yes. Everybody's trying to refinance. Yes. Right? There's a problem that comes with that. Lenders get so overwhelmed with business that they slow down. And this was an industry-wide thing where lenders were just taking, you know, 45, 60 days to close loans. Some of them were taking four, five, six months. Well, we work with over 10 different lenders. So when a customer calls us, all we're doing is we're shopping and seeing, hey, who's got the best interest rate? Who's got the best deal? Sure. And so come May, we are selling everything. I mean, we've got a pipeline of clients. We are thrilled. We're like, May is going to be huge. We're going to crush it. We're going to close so many loans. We're going to make so much money. Uh -huh. This is going to be great. We can start hiring. And May comes along and we just, I mean, shit the bed on fundings, uh -huh. right? Like we closed very little loans. What happened? The lenders were so overwhelmed. They were so backed up that loans were taken 45, 60, 90 days to close. Yeah. And so we ended up learning a very hard lesson. It's like, it's not all about price. It's not all about interest rate. Mm. And so that's where we were like, all right, we've got all these customers sitting there waiting for loans. They're complaining. They're not having a good time. Like they're not they're having texting a good you, They're calling you. Yeah. Yeah. And so now it's taken away from getting new customers and you know, we're having to cut margins and, and cut our, our compensation to, to make it right for the customers, which yeah. we're happy to do. Yeah. But it showed us a very valuable lesson. It's mm -hmm. like, it's not all about the interest rate. It's not all about price. Right. Yeah. And so it's more about value because if I can save you a thousand dollars in fees um, by going with this one letter, but they're going to take four months to close. Well, how much money would you have saved if I closed your loan in 30 days? Yeah. Right. If you're saving 300, $400 a month on your mortgage payment. Yeah. That would have made up the difference. You would have had a much better experience. Yeah. You would have been telling your customers. And so like learning that lesson of like, look, we understand we want to have good interest rates, but yeah. You can choose to go with this lender and have a miserable experience, or we can hook you up with a really good one that's up still you, doing right? loans fast, right? And so that was a big learning experience. It's not all about sales. It's also like the sales are super important, but yes. we got to have the back end support. And you actually have to deliver. Well. Yeah. Um, I like that. Brad, anything for you? Anything funny or anything? I, I was wondering if Fernando was going to go this direction. I'll go there. So, like, literally, the when, when we first started, um, we had, we had, somewhat put into maybe instead of it being a partnership, uh, a three way company or you know, whatever that's called, uh, multiple partners. But, uh, within, I don't know, freaking seven days, we get 10,000 bucks a piece wiped out of our bank account, just gone mm. and then toyed with and toyed with and toyed with just to get it back. I mean, it, it's incredible. So that that's, Fernando was talking about how he had a, a savings account and he knew how much time he had before that thing was going to run out. Yep. And then there goes T minus zero days, yeah, <laughs> significant portion of it. Um, so, I mean, that, that, that was a, a pretty big hit, you know, my, myself included, like I didn't just have money to throw around. Like I was going into this 
like we're gonna get this thing started. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. We're gonna yeah. start making money, and uh, you know, to just see twenty grand of our capital going into this company disappear overnight was was pretty devastating. Mm. Um, and that that's more so, you know, yeah, the monetarily it sucked, but I mean, just you know, we had this direction, and. Now we just completely diverted. I mean, I mean, talking about I, partnerships, right? Talk, I mean, yeah, find so the right people. Talking about spite, man. Like, <laughs> like just having this conversation right now. I'm already like, <laughs> <laughs> is it hot in here? Oh, man. <laughs> no, that was that was one hell of an experience. It like, luckily, fortunately, uh, red flags were identified literally at the attorney's <laughs> table as we were getting ready to sign documents, and it that caused us to postpone signing and incorporating the company with this Good. third partner. Good. And conversations were had. We went back to his apartment. Conversations were had on the vision and the direction that we wanted to go. We didn't align. Yep. Brad and I did. Yep. And we took it from there. But so, yeah. we dodged a, a big bullet. And luckily, it was up front. Luckily, yeah. it was up front. And 10K is nothing to lose compared to what it would have been like to... To be in a partnership. But all that, that is that, perspective, that, too. Yep. We, we probably wouldn't be at this table right now. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Crazy. I love that. I love that. Okay. What? Um, so anything, uh, any other lessons, first couple of years, maybe that you guys have learned over the last, you know, short time of building your company, anything that we can maybe kind of dive into, you know, so if you're, if you're talking to somebody, you know, about entrepreneurship, owning their own company, anything like that, what are, what are some, what are some staples you think makes a good company? I mean, obviously, we, we discussed team and culture. Okay, yeah. so that, I mean, work ethic, I'm sure, I mean, has to be up there. Yep. Like, I don't, I don't care how good of an idea you got. If you're not actually backing it up with just sheer force, right? And, like, I don't know, like, I don't know how you guys feel about, like, I mean, organic growth is kind of cool in some areas, but sometimes you have to just, like, make growth happen. I don't know, like, yes. you guys, you guys want to talk about that for a second? For sure. Um, I, I think in a lot of ways that ties in with this point. And, and I know you mentioned that you're very liberal with liberal with the way that you run your company. Um, but as far as investing, but I'm kind of saying 100%, we, we make growth happen yep. by not taking profits yep. and by reinvesting them into the company you're preaching. and continuing to reinvest and reinvest and reinvest mostly in people, some in marketing, yep. you know, but we're, we're reinvesting, as much as humanly possible, like as much as we have the the ability to, because of our limited number of leaders for scaling purposes. So that's where a lot of our our investment is going right. Hold now. on, Brad. So what you're saying is, you know, two years of owning a company and mortgages and mortgages are doing good. Like you don't have a jet yet. You don't. You're not. You're not. You know, flashy bling bling. Like you don't got. You know the. Uh, you know, I was going to say Escalade on 22s, but that was like 20 years. That was like 15 years. <laughs> There's new cars now. You don't have a Bentley yet? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like that that's the perception, isn't it, though? The, the perception is that we're just killing it. Yeah. We're killing it. I mean, we're, we're writing paychecks for a large percentage of the company that are much bigger than what we took home this year. You're talking about M3s and sick cars and stuff. I don't even have one, dog. Right. Like, like we're staying liquid. Good. That's, that's our Good. entire, that's our entire motto is, is basically take everything, reinvest it back in. Let's make sure that we have that, that savings account. So when we need to buy a hundred thousand masks, we're ready to do it. Yep. And, uh, I mean, until we feel super comfortable with where we're at in the company, 
we're going to maintain that attitude and, and continue to, I mean, just like yourself, uh, be relatively frugal That's it, when man. it comes to uh, where we're putting that money and make sure it's going into the right investment. Yep. Fernando, your thoughts on that, on, on work ethic and, you know, uh, de- just delaying perspective, yeah. ownership, stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. The um, So I, work ethic, I mean, hand in hand with owning a business, you got to have it. Um, and what we instill in our people, right, and what we, it's not instill, we, we look for in yeah. the people is a work ethic and ambition. Yeah. Right? We're trying to set it up so that you can come to Primeline Capital and you can feel like you're running your own business. Like yeah. you are starting your own business. You manage your profit and loss, right? And you run your business the way you want to. We're going to show you how yep. we run ours. And yep. if you want to mimic it, yep. do it, right? But um, when it comes to ambition and hard work to to play the game with us, mm-hmm. like that's got to it's got to be part of your DNA. Right. I, I feel like that's part of like a small business anyway. Like we just hired, you know, our new new person last week. I mean, at the at the interview, like this is what I said. I'm like, listen, like we're we're a small business, man. Like you, I may need you to do these three things, but don't be shocked if number four means you're trimming the bushes in the front because landscape's got to get done. And number five may be mopping, and number six may be like I need you to you know add a little oil in this in this box truck. I'm like I'm like I'm just telling you up front. I'm telling you up front, like, th- I mean, this, I mean, we have fun and it's cool and it's family environment and my, my brother's here, my cousin's here. We, I mean, but you best believe that we, when it comes to crunch time, we're working like, yeah. we, like, and that is the commonality that, that, that we have, um, amongst, you know, our company. And it sounds like the same with you guys. Oh, we've been, we've been fortunate with the people we've got. I mean, Courtney Patterson. She's the one set all this up, right? Shout out Courtney. She, Courtney just takes on everything. She acts like she owns the company. Mm. And it's the you need those people, it's, man. It's the drive that we just love. We've been blessed to, to be surrounded by it. I yeah. love it. She got a great shout out. I mean, sitting in the room and everything. She literally does have our back more than more than most people I mean, within the company that have I love been there that. for even longer. We've known for even longer. She's awesome, but there's 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 a dozen people that can yeah, that yeah, can yeah. get a shout of course, out right of now. Course, We're not gonna yeah. go down that lane, yeah. but, but uh, <laughs> listen, I have a piece of I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get this girl on. Um, yeah, so it, it's just been it's just been awesome to see the buy-in yeah. from the team, and it sounds like it sounds like that. I mean, nobody's nobody's trimming your shrubs, yeah, because, <laughs> yeah. because they're not bought in, right? Like they're they're ready to yeah, they're they're they they're see ready it, to though. do whatever it takes 100%. for the company, and and I mean they're probably bought into you, man. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, can, like you know we're we're wrapping up here, but like, can you guys like take a second and just take a couple steps back and just like appreciate what you guys have done in two years. Like, isn't it, doesn't it like, I mean, I look at what my cousin and I and just every hardworking employee that we have. I'm like, dude, like, and a lot of them have been with us seven, eight, nine, ten years. And I'm like, bro, like, like, look, we used to have just one truck in a little warehouse that might, you know, like, I'm like, look, we got four or five trucks leaving the warehouse every day, five o'clock in the morning coming. I mean, it's like, it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Like, doesn't it seem like almost surreal? I love Brad's response to this question every time. Yeah, I mean, to some extent, I look at it and I say, man, did I even believe that we could do this together? And uh, the answer is probably yeah. And I'm I'm thinking about how much higher we can go. I'm not I'm not even thinking 
we've scratched the surface yet. I, like I said, I, I look at it like we're still in startup mode Yeah, and you know, there's, there's a lot of times where, I mean, never once, never once do I, do I think twice about it, but for, for damn sure, do I say like, man, what's going to happen if like, right. And I, I look at the ifs and I, I'm, we have not, we are not established yet. Yeah. It's only been two years. Like, we may have more employees, but you guys have 13 years of tenure. You guys have 13 years of customers that, I mean, it's going to take a lot to, to wipe you out at this point in time. Yeah. We're, we're looking to build that armor mm. and we're still in that process. Yeah. So that, that's how I feel yeah. about it. And, and I think every single day we got to go out there. We got to, we got to put it all on the line um, to make sure that we got, we have 47 livelihoods to take care of. Like, I, like I that's think about, probably the most important thing to me. I think about that too. I'm like, bro, like, like there's people paying their mortgage and their rent. Speaking of mortgage, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's people paying their mortgage and their rent and like putting their kids in. I mean, like, like, like we're doing something here. Like I, I feel like that's why I feel a responsibility that oh, we gotta we gotta keep growing. Like I haven't arrived by any means. Mm-hmm. Like we got, you know what I mean? Like, like we're doing a little bit, but like, well, like you said, I mean, it just I, I just sometimes I'm just like Brad. I'm just like, like isn't I? I just kind of feel like astound like i'm like yo we did this yeah like we like we kind of did this so it's it's fun it's definitely fun to look back and be like wow like two years ago we were sitting in an apartment crunching numbers and trying to figure out what this would look like and looking back yeah amazing right and from the outside looking in we do here you guys are doing great you guys are killing it that's the thing but for us it's we're not anywhere near our potential yet. Sure. The, I think the one thing we're very proud of is our people and the lives we've been able to change. Mm-hmm. And that is a side effect that I did not know was going to take up such a big part of my fulfillment. Yeah. Uh, when we start a company, you know, you, you go into it selfishly. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, you know what? I want, I can make more money this way. We can do, have a better quality. X, Y, Z. Yeah. Is. Yeah. And then you start <laughs> seeing, you know, text messages from, the, the people on your team and you start getting emails thanking you for the opportunity and yeah, just yeah. all these things. It just literally warms your heart. Yeah. And it's like, we are doing more than just building a company. Like we are changing people's lives. And now the focus is, you know, create massive growth opportunities, build leaders and just the money. Yeah. That will follow um, the quality of life. It'll follow. But yeah. I think that is one of the things that we can look back and be most proud of is like, the lives that we're impacting sure. and look forward to what yeah i mean i mean back to the future i mean once you get text messages you know i just paid off this and i got no no more student loans and i can't believe i just upgraded my car and i'm like you're like good good you know what i mean like that's it's right. like it really is i mean that's that's easily the most fulfilling part of this and you know we'll, we'll when when we're a decade in like yourself we'll look back and and probably give ourselves a bigger, bigger pat on the back but yeah. right now to this day like the one thing that we can say is like we already know we changed the trajectory of a couple of people's lives. Love it. Yeah. Love it. All right. Parting thoughts, parting thoughts. I mean, what, what, what do you guys think? You know, uh, as far as, uh, you know, encouragement, inspiration, I don't know, going into 2021, maybe, you know, 2020 for some people was great for others. It, it wasn't, I mean, you know, I don't know, like what, what are your thoughts going into this year? You know, what, what piece of advice, you know, what, what little gem can, uh, can, can you give the, the audience out here? I think one of the biggest things that you always have to be open to is adapting, right? Um, doesn't matter what happens, what you control is how you react and how you adapt, um, and how you evolve. And yeah. so it doesn't matter what your business model was, right? If 
the market's changing, change your business model. You have to, man. Right? And, I mean, you gave a phenomenal example earlier where it's, you know, we sell supplies. And then COVID happened, and guess what? We, we sell them masks. Whatever, yeah, whatever you need. Right? And, and so that's a way, that's an example of, you know, just smart business and adapting to yeah. your environment. So 100%. always be open. Don't be stuck on one you know, one way of doing things. Yeah. I mean, listen, you guys remember a time when Blockbuster ruled the world? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's one left. You know what I mean? Like, you know, or you name it, Kmart. You know, there's one left like in Washington or something, or like Portland or something like that. I don't know. It's what one. are they holding on to? I don't, I don't know. It's like I saw an interview of the actual GM of it, and, like, like this this woman sold out. Like, she's like, we're not shutting down. Like, we're, like, I mean, it's, I like, respect to her. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, at one point, Kmart was the biggest company out there. You know, and so it just, you're a hundred percent right. You got to move. You got to, you got to adapt. Brad, last, last part. Go out out and find something fun or whatever you're doing. Make it fun. Mm. Like I literally think you got to go in every single day and figure out a way to take whatever you're doing. Mortgages aren't fun. Selling may be fun, but like the paper products aren't fun. You got to find a way to have fun with it. And I mean, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, move on to the next thing. Yeah. Figure out a way to have fun. Yeah. Grass isn't always greener, but find a way love it yeah. love it boys this was good i think I, I think courtney affectionate calls you guys the boys but anyway this is awesome i loved it i love it honestly this was i mean i i think i think we created value i think i think if people are going to listen to this they can take some notes and actually apply some of the stuff and actually you know either start their own company or help the company they're at go to the next level right well, and I, I i really think this was great um appreciate you guys coming Dude, you know, you Fernando, understand. Brad, appreciate you guys, man. I, I wish you guys nothing but success, you know, in, in the next 10 years. I mean, you guys are absolutely humble, very humble. Um, and I love that. I mean, that that is an absolute recipe. Uh, and it's something that people are willing to follow. You know, people that are humble and not not, not too big for uh, for their own britches, as we say down here in the South. But uh, but anyway, appreciate you guys. Good to have you on the Paper Trails podcast again. Um, so episode 28 in the books. And so, as I said before, appreciate you guys following us and liking and sharing our content. And, uh, we will be, uh, back at you guys next week with a new episode. And so with that, have an incredible rest of your day. Thank you.